The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey gang, what's going on folks? It's time for another fantastic Gutting the Sacred Cow Wowzers. We just had two horror films. Now, Marcella Alonso is going to join us to do an early Christmas film. That's right, she's chosen 1984 Gremlins. You know, the Mogwai and Phoebe Cates with her clothes on. Before we get to it, you know it, we love them. Those five-star rating, two and three-sentence reviews. If you're a new listener, welcome. We would thoroughly appreciate if you left us one of those. I love screenshotting our favorites and then posting the social media. And if you want to advertise with us, of course, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. Or if you just want to drop by to say hello, joining me as co-host again is my old pal from Fast and Furious, Jaws, and Tommy Boy, guest host Delvin Cox. Let's see if Marcelo Alonso can throw the gremlins into sunlight. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah. Where are we? Looks like we're in the teens somewhere. Well, when we, when we get to 20, tell me, I'm going to throw up. Delvin Cox, buddy, friend of the show. You guys know him. Avatar, Jaws, other Fuck films. movies. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Delvin Cox, what movie is that from? I don't know. I just went blank. Okay. I'm very surprised. I thought this was easy. Marcella, my dear, Marcella, Al- I'm sure I get to pronounce your name right. Uh, Marcella, what is- Marcella Alonzo, excuse me. Correct, Alonso. correct. You said it right. Don't okay, at, Mar- at Marcella underscore love on Twitter. Marcella, welcome to the show. Can you tell me what quote that is from? I'll repeat it for you just so you, it's fresh. Okay. Where are we? Somewhere, oh, sorry, where are we? Looks like we're in the teens somewhere. Well, when we get to 20, tell me. I'm going to throw up. Back to the future? No, the answer (laughs) is Ghostbusters. Oh. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember now. On the stairs, yes. I want to get something a little bit off the beaten path. Kevin Goatee, guest host Delvin Cox, and Marcella Alonzo, as I said, is here. We're all here. Thanks for coming on. Make sure you follow us at, at GTSC Podcast on Twitter, Gutting the Sacred Cow, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, where no, I don't floss. My, <laughs> my, te- my, my teeth, but not otherwise. Not the dance. 
Marcella has chosen a film that is near and dear to all kids from the 80s to their hearts, and that is 1984's Gremlins. <laughs> a, a budget of $11 million at the time, a box office haul of $212.9 million. Turn that into 2022 money. I did because, you know, facts, yo. Box, uh, sorry, a budget of $29.9 million, a box office haul of $577.3 million. Delvin, that's a lot of money. That's almost, uh, I don't know, that's, Captain that's, Marvel money? Yeah, that's that fuck you money. Like, hey, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. IMDB, folks, as we know, is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points. Marcella, my dear, what do you think Gremlin scored on the IMDB? 1 through 10 with decimal points. Yeah, it'd have to be like an eight or a nine pretty high. Give me a number. Um, Give me one number. Eight. Eight flat. Delvin Cox, what do you have? I'm going to go 6.9. Mm, I'm going to say Delvin's closer at 7.3. Oh. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes, as we all know, is a scale one through 100 with uh, obviously percentages. Delvin Cox, what did the critics give Gremlins? 84. Marcella? 73. 86. Oh, he's closer. Oh, he, he is indeed. Now, Marcella, back to you. What do you think the audience gave this score? One through 100. 84. Delvin Cox? I'm going to go 73. 78. Not, it's not bad. bad. That's in the middle. You guys are you guys are just farting around there. It's like you guys are in second base trying to get their way to third base, and we're, <laughs> we're working there. That, that's my life story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me too. Always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Delvin, is that what you're trying to say with the ladies? That's how we're uh, that's uh, how we're rolling. Well, I was once a bride, then she left. That ended that. <laughs> oh, you got you you got fired then. Got 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 fired. I I didn't get fired. I quit. Walked oh, out. Wow. <laughs> So that's what happens when you walk in and cheat. Never mind. That's gross. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be disrespectful to you. Uh, you're a good man. Quotes. Maybe I'll put him in my spin dryer in high heat. Yep. That'll do it all right. That's great. Guys, guys, that's some Oscar caliber dialogue we're dealing with in the first 15 minutes of this film. Yes. Next quote. When everybody, when everyone is opening up presents on Christmas, other people are opening their wrists. Or, or Phoebe Cates, maybe, just maybe, they go to the movies and get Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one that jumped out to me, I don't celebrate Christmas. What are you, Hindu? <laughs> okay. You could have just said Jewish, but that, you know, I guess didn't fly, so they said Hindu instead. All right. Yep. Those are the three quotes that jumped out at me. Marcelo. That, that's what they drew the line at. <laughs> we can't go that far. Yeah, I know. Like Hindu? Like, that's? Okay. <laughs> Marcella, what quotes jumped out at you from this film? Anything at all? Um, the only thing that really stuck out to me when the dog was overhearing it and how obedient. Remember when he was in the bank and he was like obedient and he heard that lady come through? Mm -hmm. so I, forgot, I, I totally forgot the quotes. I just was observing the whole movie. But yeah, that part when the dog was. Remember when he was done? Yeah, 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 I do. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Delvin, Co Delvin Cox, what do you have uh, for quotes? I have three quotes. Great. Two because I remember them, and one because when I heard it, 
I laughed so hard because it was so awkward. I couldn't believe that it was actually said. All right. The first one is, well, if it isn't Captain Clip-On, said by the legendary <laughs> Judge Ryan Ho, that was a great oh, yeah. one. Right. Then the second one in the last part of the movie, Gizmo, bye, Billy, <laughs> which is so weird. Oh, wow. Excellent. And the third one, this one made me laugh. This was the one I was just like, this is weird. Okay, in the movie, Asian guy comes to pick up Gizmo and stuff like that. And then he sees Gizmo watching TV and he says, you teach him to watch t- television? And he says, ay-yah. I'm like, what? Is that, <laughs> is he allowed to say that? That's kind of like a metaphysical. The, the Asian man just says, ay-yah, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, okay. Five fun facts. Gremlins is partly responsible for the creation for the PG-13 rating because Spielberg really responsible for it because Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which obviously Spielberg did, and Gremlins, which he executive produced, were PG upon their release and subsequently criticized for not being kid appropriate. To avoid being slapped with an R rating in the future, Spielberg suggested the NPAA add a rating between PG and R. Can you folks, either of you, name the first film that was PG-13? Ooh. Red Dawn. There it is. You heard you listen to this podcast quite often because we've said that before. Yes, I do remember that. Number two, Gremlins was a lot darker in the script because early scenes have the Gremlins eating Billy's dog, then decapitating his mom and throwing her head down the stairs. They cut that to make the film more family friendly. Number yeah, number three. Uh, the Gremlins were inspired by mice that inhabited Chris Columbus's apartment. He said he attended film school at NYU, but at night it would sound like a platoon of mice that would come and hear the skittering around the blackness. That was really creepy. Apparently that fact wasn't that fun for either of you. No. <laughs> no. I- I'm confused. Like, damn, what hood did he grow up in when he's in these rats like this? Would you like to take a guess who was really considered to direct Gremlins initially and Spielberg considered him to direct it, but he decided to direct another film. Uh, I'll give you a hint. This would have been, I think, his first film and also no stranger to shooting dark movies. Delvin, that's not a that's not a racial uh, thing. That's saying <laughs> I, I was gonna say, "Ooh, Spike Lee." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was too busy doing. She's all that. No, she's all that. Uh, was that right? Was do the it, right thing? Do, not to do that. What was the first one he did with? Not was it. She's all that. Not she's all that. Think she's it was. Have, she's all that. She's, she's got to have it. You got to have it. That's it. That was the first one. Okay. Who do you think was approached to direct this film first, but said no thanks and decided to direct something else a year later? A dark director, not known at this time, but obviously an A-list director now. Give me a guess. Oh, my God. Hmm. This is something I didn't even know. Well, that's why it's a fun fact, Marcella. <laughs> trying to think who was around at that time. You got to remember, he didn't do a film yet. He got oh, did films that's dark. even harder. Dude, that's making it hard. That's why yeah. I did that. Yeah. All right. Gosh. Throw a director's name out there so we can move this process along. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. No, I wish. Uh, Delvin Cox. I James guess. Cameron. I wish too. Tim Burton. Oh, okay. Oh. He went that- and he said, "Nope, I'm too. I, I got to do a PB's Big Adventure." So he passed. So that was that. Did you guys know that? And five fun, fun fact number five: Michael Winslow helped voice the Gremlins. Who's Michael Winslow? Well, that's Lieutenant Jones from the Police Academy movies, who does all the sound effects. Yes, I love the Police Academy movies. 
cartoon uh, I mean, show not so much but no, wasn't was gizmo howie mandel he uh, was the, he was you're yeah. right but the gremlins were voiced oh. by also him and frank welker whom all of us 80s boys know is the voice of megatron in transformers because frank welker did stripe and recommended howie mandel get the job for gizmo oh okay that's cool frank welker's a legend he sure is uh let's go to our fans who want marcella to answer some questions in ask a gutter uh at bjorn the viking ken bjorn turner our buddy okay i love gremlins one of my favorites but there is one thing that stuck out for me the mogwai the mogwai were asian in nature as in from that legend lore their midnight would actually be noon time or do the mogwai's internal clocks reset to the local time zone how long does that take the last reset for the local time? Your thoughts? This is like a goddamn math question. Yeah. <laughs> Without even, but but I wrote this down too. I wrote this in my notes too. How do they know when's midnight? I, I, I have an answer, but I'll go ahead. Marcella. I asked Marcella first. Uh, so, I yeah. think it's maybe they they know when the day, so many lights are so much, you know how the sun's out for so long. When they right. go somewhere and then it's night for so long, like four hours before it hits midnight, it's night. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could figure that out that way. Fair. Delvin Cox, what's your uh, what's your theory? Well, the first thing is it's a goddamn movie. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the answer is it's based off of what, the location and the earth rotation and shit like that. Just like think of it like, see, when you get when we hear this question. Think of it like how we think of like the wolf man, like werewolves and shit. Oh, when a full moon comes out, the werewolf, person turns mm-hmm. to a werewolf or some shit. Yeah. The same concept. If you're in the area, if the gremlins are in the area where it's after midnight and the, the moon or wherever it is, where the fuck it, the moon does at that time is there, that's when they turn. Okay. Now, the only question I do have is how long does that last? Does it last till like 5 a.m.? Does it last till 3 a.m.? Because it's always after midnight, technically. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. Let's go to our next question from uh, at Kirsty LS22. I am just recovering from the Lion King episode. And now this, <laughs> would the original script for Gremlins have worked better? I like Gremlins, but I think the much original darker version, quote, decapitated mom vibes would have been much better. So not really a question, but a statement, but fine. Glad you joined in Kirsty. Uh, oh, here we go at Marcella Love. Who is your favorite fictional pet from a movie or television series? I think I answered that comment. You did. You did. Alf. I put Alf. That's a good answer. Yeah, because Alf was during that time and he sort of was a pet alien, remember? Right. Did you know the dad from Alf got caught sucking dudes off in a warehouse for drugs? Oh, I didn't know all that. What? Can you, you Google it? Can you imagine you oh go in there? He goes, hey, Willie, how about a rim job? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that joke when that happened back in 1997, and I'll never hand that one over ever because it's funny. I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank you, sir. That, I think, does it for Ask a Gutter. There are a lot of people wanting to know more of the uh the bond question so yeah that's it marcel you got off pretty light so not people are, are very angry oh, okay so good on you so i tell you what marcella let let let's just have you go out there 
and get ready to, to turn the it's let's have you go out there and pull the shades up and have sunlight cook these fuckers so delvin cox let's have marcella gut gut sacred cow, cow. So I have to say in the very, very beginning, I can't believe, like after, when I watched it, it was so, I can't believe the amount of money that now that you're telling me that it's made because it looks so cheaply made the fir- very first scene. Mm-hmm. And then the, even the ending in the very, very beginning, you see they're like in a Chinatown somewhere and it doesn't even, it looks so staged. Yes. Did you see that? Like very, yes. very, very backlot Hollywood. That right. Whole and what's scene. crazy is I remember being when I lived in L.A. and I worked on those sets. It, it was like exactly like walking. So it wasn't really realistic where movies today like it's an actual, you know, it's actually they go on the street to film it instead of the backlot. So this was very, very off. Ob- that first part was very obvious. It was very obvious. It was filmed in California. Because I recognize the spots, the ending, <laughs> the very ending. I even said that's not even when he walks away. When the uh, Asian man walks away with the mongoy, um, it, it that even looked fake. That so those those two parts really stuck out to me. Super fake, right from the beginning. I was like, this is unre- unrealistic. Like this is not Chinatown. Like I don't know if it was supposed to be Chinatown in New York or Chinatown in. Uh, I don't know where which Chinatown. seems like there's a Chinatown everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've been to both. I've been to San Francisco. It's very similar to New York City's Chinatown. Um, but that was just like it was a joke. Uh second, what else could I say? Second, that really stuck out to me that I thought was fake. Second, um was you're getting this animal and it can't, it's like an animal. And it looks sort of like a monkey, but it can't have water. Why didn't the father question, hey, why doesn't it need water? You know what I mean? Why didn't he question right there? Like that would be that would have been a red flag right there. Well, what, what do you mean? This this uh, monkey looking thing that you can't, you know, why didn't he question it before you brought it home? Right. A ton. I, I, I will not tip my hand. I will just say I have a ton of questions as like. You're absolutely right. Why aren't you asking these important questions? Like, ah, oh, listen, just don't feed him after a minute. Why not? Why can't get him wet? And what happens to the sunlight? You have to, why? There aren't any, it's just, okay, cool. See ya. Here, you know, here's $200. See you guys later. Like, it's almost like a backroom blowjob negotiation. Thing. Oh, I'm going to get yeah. to that. <laughs> we'll get there. Go ahead. Just go, just go ahead, Marcelo. Go ahead. Yeah. So that part was kind of questionable because the father's like this, you know, they say he's like an inventor, but he's not questioning nothing of the animals and i go back to thinking when my kids i remember like telling my daughter oh we can't get a hamster you have to adopt it like any excuse not to get a hamster in the house you know so uh, as a parent now i'm like why didn't he question it a little bit more before he just brought it home because the whole part of the water um second uh that him bringing the dog to work in the first bed of scene where he's bringing the dog to work um that would never fly in a bank too on top of it it's not like (laughs) like he's working at a bank and he's bringing a dog and uh, uh, that part was so unrealistic and um god what else can i think of that's unrealistic uh where did these little gremlins get that uh what remember was uh what's that blade thing they would throw oh circular saw yeah where were they where were they pulling that thing out of Boy, I have a lot of questions about that as well. Oh, I, I have a lot of questions about a lot of things in this movie. 
Yeah. Right. And then it multiplying just with water, uh, that's questionable too, because it the whole process, they just poop like put water on it like a choy and then poof another one comes. Like a chip. Yeah, like that was there wasn't <laughs> no process like of it multiplying. So and how do you know which one's male or female? Because remember, there was the female one that showed very briefly, like one female out of all those gremlins, you know, like it would, it would be kind of an even match. It seemed like, like right. when, the first time he multiplied, he had all boys. And then but that one seemed to be a, a leader in how advanced they were for just multiplying. Like there was no like infancy stage. There's in all anything living. There's always a stage in life. So this was just drop water in it, and then it multiplies, and then it has all these skills. It knows how to play a trumpet, you know. (laughs) I I do agree with that. Within the first two minutes, it knows how to play fucking video games, and it it knows English. It knows the whole English vocabulary most of most people I know in the hood. What's going on here? No, there's no like in a butterfly. If it, you know, like there's a little metamorph. There's a stage before it it goes. So why? All of a sudden, this thing multiplies and it's playing a trumpet. It's fighting. It's, you know what I'm saying? And they're all they're all child prodigies after coming out of a cocoon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It's like if I drop some water on my cat, and another cat comes, you know, with another part. You can't clone. It's like cloning itself just with water. So, uh, and this is before cloning was a thing. And even the cloning process is a whole process so that was something that i felt like now as an adult i'm like how did this even fly back then like this is such a i have an answer okay we were very stupid back then we believed yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and how can our parents even take us to such a cheesy movie back then like it's it's our parents wasn't there they dropped us off in the theater and kept it moving Yeah, like it, it was such a. Well, I remember I saw it with one of my parents. I don't remember which one, but I remember in the theater seeing it and getting grossed out. This time watching it as an adult, I didn't get grossed out. Another one was once they turned into gremlins, how the hell do they all end up in the bar, start drinking, and why did she even engage in that? Uh, uh, remember when she, they were in the bar? Oh, yeah, they, of course. Yeah, like why would she even. How the hell did they end up at the local bar? She's a really good bartender. Yeah, she just like, serves anybody. She just immediately, oh, they're, they're here. They're paying customers. Let me give them their liquor. <laughs> right, right. So there, those were some things right off the bat. I can tell you as an adult watching it, I was like, I was, I was, um, they fooled me when I was young, but I don't think a movie like that would even last. It would probably be a student film, if anything. <laughs> the level, <laughs> like, it's so bad. And, and it was so... Um, their little town too. It, 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 it's like they made it all in one lot, like you know, filming. So I'm like, where did all that money go to back then? Because it really wasn't no special effects or anything back then. Right, right. Yeah, all true, all true. It, well, yeah, it does no, look like no a movie back lot. It does. Well, it I have, all... I have a fun fact for you. This, Delvin, I'm very surprised. Did you not recognize that back lot from the opening shot? It looked familiar, but I don't know where it's from. Oh, you son of a bitch. It's Back to the Future. That's a goddamn courthouse yeah. right there. Oh, that's what that is? Oh, yeah. snap. I didn't realize that. That's you didn't see Warner that? That's brother lot in Burbank. So yep. I've worked on that lot. What's crazy is I've worked on that lot, so I knew. I'm like, wait a minute. They filmed this like in a small little section. They really mm-hmm. did. If you've ever been there, like people could tour it. 
That's like it was like a small little section. Maybe they used one stage. Yeah, that was it. that's the court. That, that Christmas tree scene. That's the courthouse in Hill Valley in Back to the Future. Wow. And that and that movie theater too. Again, that's where you know you see Marty run toward and the car takes off in Back to the Future. I, that jumped yeah. right out at me. One more for you. Same lot. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Lethal Weapon Two. Oh, that's pretty same interesting. House, same, same house. Same exact house. Wow, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. The Murtaz and the uh, Griswolds. That's a lot of stuff happening in that house. And Desperate Housewives were in those houses too. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. I rem- that's probably the latest thing I could think of off my head. Yeah. Uh, what, what other points do you have, Marcella? Um, I'm trying to think what's unrealistic. Uh, of course, and I always thought this was a joke where they killed like the only black person, but sure enough, the. The, uh, what was he, the teacher or something? Science teacher, yes. yeah. The science teacher, they killed the only black character in all of the film. They yeah, but, but but he's the only old black guy in the entire town. That's in the yes. whole entire town. And That's I'm one, like. One was, black person in the neighborhood. It was like a joke. And I was like, wait a minute. Th- this is where the cement. I realized that's where it came from. Trust me. Yeah. I know that very well. <laughs> Any movie I watched it, the black guy, oh, he's going to die. Yeah, and it was so quickly, too, like. So, well, we're going to that, too. So not a fan of the the science teacher dying. Okay, what else? Any other points you have, or are you you out? I'm trying to think. Hold on. I should have wrote it, because I was like, I was so disgusted with myself for watching it, but it was. You chose this film. I did show, because (laughs) I haven't watched it, so I wanted to. Now, that was the fun part. I wanted to, like, belittle it and. um Nothing like E.T. Definitely nothing like E.T. No, but, uh, E.T. is a cinematic masterpiece. As one gal came on here a, a couple of years ago to try and cut it to ribbons, she met a similar fate as Delvin Cox, who tried to badmouth Back to the Future. No, I didn't bad about Back to the Future. I'm sorry, future. Jaws. I'm sorry, Jaws. you tried to badmouth Jaws. That's right. Yes. Mm. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of one thing. Oh, the pool part. Uh, when it jumps in the pool, that kind of was like, you see him fall. And you could tell it's like a toy. It was so obvious they just dumped a toy in the pool. That was like, I nowadays you got kids doing TikToks better than this. I've <laughs> seen true. it on TikTok. Kids are doing better TikToks than this whole movie. Like literally. Well, to be fair, there's a little film called Ghostbusters, which had equally as awful special effects. And that was the mm-hmm. same year. All of course after the original Star Wars films were set the bar. And one yeah. One for sure, maybe two, depending on when it was released. Indiana Jones films. Temple of Doom was also in 84. I don't know if this was after or before Temple of Doom, but Raiders was definitely for, uh, before that. You're yes. right. The, the special effects in this were just awful. Yeah. I Especially just that the little gremlin going in the pool. like, And, and it was like, did they just dump that, that toy in there and film it? Like, Yes, because they yeah. can't find because they can't find a real gremlin, uh, Marcella. That's why. No, but make it the, look real. Like the, <laughs> the one scene I go, I threw my pen down and went, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Do you remember the scene where they come walking up the street? The stop motion special effects yes. are so bad. Oh it's like, yes, 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 yes. That it, was oh, that was. I needed. I should have wrote that down. That one. You know what it reminded me of? Little Army Men. That somebody just was sitting there. Placing them and moving them back and forth. That's what it looked like. It looked like it made the California Raisins look like the Avengers films. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, because I saw that. I said, 
what the hell did they do? They, it, it's like somebody just did it and pressed it over and over again and kept on taking pictures of it moving. Right. Yeah. Stop motion. That's exactly what it is. Stop motion photography. That's oh. they, they they put a pose in to take a picture. Yeah. Another pose. That's like, like another step forward into a picture and just play that in rapid sequence. And that's exactly what that is. And that's archaic. But then again, 84, I understand, but it was egregiously terrible. So yes. any uh, any other points you have you want to get out there? You have as much time as you want to to uh, defecate on this puppy. Defecate on I'm trying to think. Hold on. Which costs another client another $300 in the strip clubs, I assume, correct? <laughs> the Cleveland steamer, they say, the kids call it. Yeah. Trying to think of what else I saw. Um, oh, when she used the flash, the when she was trying to leave the bar mm -hmm. and she had the Polaroid and she's flashing the pictures and it, it, they went like that. That was the part that I was like, oh my gosh, it would have been something better if they would have been like if you put if if you get light then it melts or like a light like if you flash a a candle towards it or light something then that would have been cool and would have seen it melt instead of just go ah! see i i actually like that i actually liked how she just stumbled upon it by accident where she just does the the, the polaroid and goes oh shit this is a way i can fight them off it's just by stunning them with a, a quick flash i actually thought that was pretty good i oh, did that was, I, I liked I, it I yeah I thought they should have done something better where like all of a sudden they melt in front of you or something, you know what I mean? Instead of like, because again, to me, it looked like they just moved the dolls. There's like a puppet master behind going with the gremlin. Right. Right behind it. So, I yeah. mean, you, so you wanted the whole covenant of the Ark melting the Nazi scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That yeah, works. I wanted to see something like group, more group. I remember when I was young, I was grossed out by it, but as an adult, I could just take it and not, it didn't bother me at all. It wasn't scared. Like, I, I was like annoyed. I was like, what? What the hell? Like, <laughs> so different right. when you watch stuff as an adult. <laughs> Very much so. I, I like to think my batting average of sniffing out bullshit as a kid, I'm about 75 batting 750 of, you know, either I liked as a kid and it still holds up versus as an adult or if I said as a kid, that sucked. And as an adult, yeah. I'm like, yeah, young Kevin, you were right. <laughs> this does suck. Like the never ending story, like a Christmas story, like a Princess Bride. Those films suck from day one and they suck as an adult. Go ahead. Come at me, guys. You know, I'm right. Uh, any other points, Marcel? I don't, I'm gonna. I don't make sure you have enough ample time to. Uh... I think I'm good. Yeah, okay. I think I'm good. Yeah. Good. Give me a number one to ten of your opinion of the Gremlins. Four. Four. That's some hate. That's cool. Delvin yeah. Cox, why don't you jump in this puppy with both feet? All right. Let me pull out my notes. This is gonna be interesting. As First long and as long as it's the only thing that you pull out. Thank you. <laughs> First and foremost getting into this movie this movie starts off with an old white man following the asian boy down an alley here we go what could possibly go wrong <laughs> <laughs> also what was van pelser doing just hanging out in china town he definitely was either buying blow or trying to get blowed there's no way he was like oh i'm just looking for a gift get right. the fuck out of here <laughs> it, it's just this he movie was, he was looking for his own bathroom buddy delvin cox <laughs> <laughs> exactly it, it's crazy. I will say this. It's crazy to think how much shit this movie came up with in terms of like the bathroom buddy, the juicer, and stuff like that. That was like all that, that we just have now. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, so I thought that was pretty cool just seeing how I think Back to the Future has the kind of same thing where you see things like, oh, we have that now. 
it's just kind of cool just seeing those little interesting facts about the, how things go. One of the things I noticed about this movie when I was watching it that annoyed me. This movie is two hours fucking long. It's an hour 45. <laughs> it's way too fucking long. I didn't realize this. When you, when you told me we were going to watch, I'm like, yeah, Gremlins, this is a great time. We're going to have fun. Then I looked at the runtime, like, what the fuck? Why is it so long? And this movie could have easily been an hour, 20 minutes at best. Because it it's, it's like there's a lot of fluff in it, a lot of things that you just like, uh, this not really need to be here. You know, so also. I don't think an hour and 40 is that much is, is, a, is a bridge too far. I mean, it's a kids, it's a kids ish film. It was PG. I mean, hour forty. I mean, Disney films were you know eighty minutes, ninety minutes. That's not a Disney film. So to have it a hundred minutes, it's not that crazy. And this is the other thing about that. You said it's a kids movie. This movie is a movie that doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be. Oh yeah, and yeah, a big time. Like there are some moments in it where it's shockingly graphic. Like you have the Phoebe story that she tells. I guess Kate's story that she tells about her dad being like dying in the in the chimney which is like a horrid story and then you just have this scene of the gremlin just fucking dancing the footloose and shit like that like what the fuck is going on what the fuck is going on in this movie it's like it's like it doesn't know and you can tell like you said earlier that um they want to make a much darker film yeah and i feel like they should have either went pure comedy or make that darker film. And even if and I think both of them would have had their pros and cons to it. I think the darker film would have left a lot of questions to be asked in terms of like, okay, these gremlins did all this horrible shit. And this is one of the notes I big have. Gremlins did all this horrible shit. And the conclusion of the gremlins doing all this horrible shit is, well, oh well, shit just happened. Nobody's responsible for it. Let's just move on. Like the guy comes in the movie and picks up Gizmo, like, oh, yes, you fucked up the town. <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> and that's it. He's like, all right. People have died. No one's was, movie theater was blown up. People have died. Nobody's responsible for this shit. Nobody's like, hey, how did this happen? Who was responsible for this? Where did these creatures come from? It's like, oh, well, a lot of bad shit happened in this town. Let's just chalk it up to karma. No contamination unit come in like the men in black with the neuralizers. Yeah. No one no one with like flamethrowers to just kind of cook everything to make sure there's nothing that could be possibly poisoning or toxic for the town. Nothing. Yeah. Like, Body it's not down. even a thing like people haven't seen the Gremlins. Everybody in town saw this shit happen. Yeah. And, and people live. They're like, oh, well, I guess that's a thing that just happened. And nobody asked how this happened, where they that's came true. from, nothing. They just let, let it go. Also, to talk about what you were saying earlier, how does the water thing work? Because as, as we all know, people, animals, everything needs water to survive. So do the Gremlins, can the Gremlins drink water to, do they drink water to live? Can they not drink water? Is it if it falls on them? I, I have an How answer. Does that work? I have an answer. They are all drinking beer in the bar. It's a matter of getting it on their yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. that's what I was wondering too. Yeah, it gets on their skin. That's what starts bubbling up and they start popping out and shit like that. But they drink it to sustain, as you mentioned. Obviously, you need water. They're drinking beer and no one's having those reactions. So I think it's more of ingesting versus kind of topically applied. So if they waste the beer on themselves, they're just fucked. It. Right. <laughs> just. Just a, a wild situation. This is like asking a pothead to, if they have an idea, and you ask them like, to get really in the detail, they'll just take another head go, I don't know, man, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what this film felt like. It, it, it did. It did. Also, 
Mrs. Deagle was the original Karen. She was just a horrible person. Yes. Just the whole scene where she walks up, where she's walking to the bank, and this 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 family comes up to her like, oh, yeah, we, we just found another job and stuff like that. She's like, oh, well, I guess you, need, you know what to ask you. Santa for for Christmas. It's, it's so awkwardly funny because she walks away and the little girl says, I'm hungry. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, why is this so sad and miserable? And then she goes to the bank. She charges in, knocks everybody the fuck out the way. That shit would not happen today. No. Especially in, yeah. it's definitely, especially in South Florida. That bitch is getting laid out. <laughs> it, it, listen, it didn't happen in the 80s either. It's just exas- it's exasperated for the film's sake. You're right, though. Yeah. Uh, she's catching and an elbow. And animal abuse, too, on top of that. She yes. would have been. She, yeah. she's, she's getting a lollipop stuck in each of her eyes. Yes. Facts. That lady just was awful. She did, like I said, that's kind of the duality in this movie. This movie has these really dark moments. Like she, she's describing it, what she wants to do to the dog, and the guy just agrees. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. I would, I would have told that guy, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like, he, and it's just the thing where I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's like the movie. I, I will say this about the movie. Just this. Well, this. <laughs> I don't think overall it holds up. Because it's doing so many things at one time. And this is the movie, when I watch it now, back in the day when I watched it, I, I looked at all the, the cast and stuff like that. I'm like, what? As big, we're like, oh, we're certainly to see all these people in other movies. This is going to become like a huge thing. That didn't happen. <laughs> right. And right. Back then, uh, me, older, looking back at this movie now, like, oh, I kind of see why this happened, didn't happen because none of these people can really act. There is like, oh, the acting is mediocre at best. There are scenes where it's like, okay, the whole star of this movie in general is Gizmo, mm-hmm. and it's, he's even kind of a one-trick pony. I didn't realize how little he really is in the movie. And then you have like these awkward scenes where he's like, okay, let's just make him do something cute. It's like, like, hey, Gizmo's driving the car now, or hey, Gizmo said something funny. Like, okay, this. I understand. This is this is okay, but it's nothing. The plot is paper thin. The movie is. I feel like it's overly long. It's it's okay, but it's not something I go back to. Also, another thing, Stripe. How the fuck does Stripe know how to shoot a gun? How did they go this this big this big final fight scene? Billy's in in the in the department store. He can't find shit but a bat. Spike is finding guns. A sporting goods store. <laughs> yes. He finds a nine. He finds a crossbow. He finds saw blades. This motherfucker came ready living. for war. Yeah. Yeah, two two- he, he's like he's like Schwarzenegger in commando. Where are you going? Shopping. Like that whole he's <laughs> an arsenal he finds. I well, I get in my notes, but you can you can go ahead. I'll I'll yeah. clean this up. Yeah, it's just it's just baffling how and the leaps of logic they're expecting you to, to watch it a half in terms of like, okay. These gremlins within less than like two, it's like a day and a half all this shit happens in for another thing. In less than a day and a half, these gremlins are fucking geniuses who know how to drink beer, have parties, go watch movies, and apparently handle weapons and all kinds of things, ready for war. This is like a cross with House Party and Boys in the Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Also, why did every house or place the gremlins go into they would just happen to be dimly lit. 
Because well, duh, because they can't find light, they can't be in light. That's what they sought for. But that's the that's the thing. Every house, nobody had their lights on at all. So the Gremlins, every house they went to, the movie theater didn't have lights to get into. The bar didn't have lights because in the, the earlier scene in the movie, when they just flicked the switch, give them like bright light, bright light. It wasn't even that bright. But everywhere the Gremlins go at now is just fucking dark. Like, and I'm like, how is that? That's not a thing that happens. You can't you, you know, can't just go to random. You know I hate reboots viciously, but I love to see Gremlins, but an all black cast. That's what I want to say. Oh. Was, Gremlins in the hood. Yes. <laughs> Much like Leprechaun in the hood. Uh uh-uh, uh, a lot of uh uh-uh, uh, and throwing him in the blender would be hilarious. <laughs> and the movie theater bit would be funny too. But I think that'd be uh, something that uh, would be interesting to watch. The Gremlins for the last thirty minutes. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Your people, Delvin, your people would not be tolerating the horse shit that goes on in this town, that is for sure. First of all, the the little animal would have never ended up in some, get that thing out of my house. Uh, Also, I noticed that the gremlins like vary in strength (laughs) because the mom kicked all the gremlins ass by herself. Son of a bitch, you stole my point. That's a good one. (laughs) I had that right here. Like she took took him out like fucking Rambo. Easily. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why don't you just send her out in the streets to kill the rest of them? Because she's clearly better than everybody else. Clearly better than the cops, the, the fucking veteran who died like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! He comes back in part two. That's the fun. Oh yeah, he does. Remember that? Because you think they die? They go. Well, the Fetterman just ate it. The fucking goes. They show up in New York for the sequel. I go. Wait a minute. They got a goddamn tractor run through their living room. You thought that her? And by the way, that was the mom in Police Academy two, three, and four to Tackleberry's wife. Fun fact. I'm like, how does it? How are they back? They both got. Right over by the tractor. Nope. Doesn't even talk about it in part two. Each. Movie magic. Yeah, pretty much. And, and to, not to touch too much on part two. Part two kind of does what part one should have did. It kind of, hey, we're going to make this one type of movie and stick to it. Part two is mostly a comedy. Oh, very, oh God, yeah. It's all it's, joke. It's all winks and nods to old shows and old characters. Yeah, there's no real moment of danger you feel. And again, I'll get into my shit in a minute, but I agree with you. Yeah, but over, overall, this, as a kid, I like the movie. As an adult, it's kind of meh. I don't think I hate it. I, one, it doesn't pass a remote test for me. Like, if it's on ah. TV, I would not watch it again. Marcel, the remote test is if you stumble upon it at any juncture of the film, do you drop the remote and go, yep, I know what I'm doing for the next half hour, 45, hour and a half, whatever it is, whatever's left in the film. That's what the remote test is, as patented on this very podcast. Thank you. Yes. It, it doesn't pass the remote test. It's f- fun to watch, I guess. But it's one of those things, like, I guess you have to be in the mood for it. And maybe when I watched it, I wasn't in the mood for it, but... It felt long. It felt bloated. A lot of stuff could have been taken out of there. Judge Reinhold in the movie was wild. Well, was cool to see him there. We're like, that character really didn't need to be here. No, well, completely unnecessary. Unne- like a lot of unnecessary characters. Mrs. Deagle yeah. stand being there because. Also, another thing that irked me about this movie, I just thought about it and I remembered. Why the fuck is the father narrating the movie if he was not there for none of it? Oh, that's a beautiful point. He, didn't even think of it. You're 100% right. He, he he was there for the beginning, left the whole movie, and just happened to find his son at the direct end. 
And he's like, well, that's our story. No, it's not. It wasn't your story. You wasn't fucking there. You didn't do shit. A hundred percent right. Good, good, good catch, buddy. Good catch. Yeah, it it, it kind of that part annoyed me. I'm like, okay, it, it it feels like that. Maybe you know that was probably like he probably was meant to be there for the whole movie in the original script, but something happened. They're like, nah, we're not gonna do this, and they just kind of changed it. It felt out of place that he was right. narr- narrating the story, and then all of a sudden he just comes back in the end, and like, oh, listen, this happened, and then the guy just finds their house, and hey. You stole my you stole my gizmo. Give it back. Like, okay, this is weird. How did you find your house? That's true. Damn yeah, it. I have that too. How, how did you find your house? Also, can I have my fucking money back if you're taking this, this gizmo back? <laughs> Get my goddamn money. No, he threw the money. Remember, he threw the money, though. That's oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that either. I didn't I catch that. that. Because I was like, he goes, here's your money. And then he took it back. The son got upset, and then you see him like kind of get cry, you know, not cry, but the son's oh. upset. The town has about a five in the eight nineteen eighty four money, about five to ten million dollars worth of damage done, <laughs> and the son's like, "You're taking it away from me, motherfucker!" He did. They just leveled this town. They're doing this. This is a this this is a service. This guy should be have a parade in his honor. You dumb dildo. Exactly. Oh, something my son pointed out to me that I didn't realize he pointed out to me. Oh, it's so now gutting the sacred cow, father and son edition. Did I miss yes. that? Yes, yes. <laughs> he was like, cause, and I, I didn't know until he said he was like, okay. The dad goes to the place. He's talking to the the kid. The kid tells the dad to wait outside. Two minutes later, the kid comes up with that big ass box with Gizmo in it. Mm-hmm. How did the old man not see the kid grab Gizmo and walk out to give him the box? He said, "Meet me in the alley." Later on, when he, the kid who worked in the store says, "Meet me in the alley later," the, and I'll and I'll do that. What, what he'll do? What he'll give him the gizmo? That oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. You better clarify that because yeah, the, 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 the kid, the kid, the kid told, him in the alley. <laughs> meeting an old man in the alley. I don't know. If that's a good thing. The, 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 the kid met the goes, "Go meet me in the alley, and you'll get him." And that's how he got gizmo. But even so, that place wasn't big. Where that old man would not notice him taking this big ass box. Yeah, out of the, out of the store with Gizmo, and he not and not not even asked about like, hey, where the fuck is Gizmo at? Right, right. Is that all you got, buddy? Or you got any more? Overall, it was a a, a man movie. It was okay. Like I said, I wouldn't watch it again. If give me I, a number. If I was to give it a number, you are. I'm gonna give it a six. Whew, okay. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Marcel, you said, I'm sorry, three or four you gave this? Four. Four. Four, four. to six. 
Of course, hey, these notes brought to you by Gutting the Sacred Cow. And Delvin, why don't you have a Gutting the Sacred Cow shirt like this right here? You need to get one post haste. And where do you get that? Guttingthesacredcow.com. Grab a shirt, grab a hoodie, grab a hat, grab a mug, grab a cell phone holder. Yeah, we sell those. All that stuff can be found at guttingthesacredcow.com. And hey, have you left us a five-star rating or two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice? Have you? Good. If you have not, please do so right now. Two or three sentences, five-star review. And I love screenshotting my favorite reviews and putting them on our social media handles, which of course are GTSC Podcast on Twitter and Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Notes. The bathroom buddy sounds like what truckers call rest stop hookers. <laughs> did that Chinese shop owner need a glass eye? And why did he not explain why he has a glass eye? That is a good point. I was wondering that. Did the, did the gremlins eat it out of his head? I would have liked to have known that. <laughs> yes. If the Mogwai isn't for sale, why do you have him in the shop? That's a good point. That's like me telling women I have a 12-inch penis and then not showing them to them. What a tease. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, the opening scene, the good old courthouse from Hill Valley and Back to the Future, as I said before. Uh, remember the 80s where, they, people were, where people were bashing foreign cars and electronics? It looks like Buick and Chrysler paying for the propaganda in this film didn't turn out with Murray Fetterman. I never got bashing the foreign companies. All it did was do one thing, and that's spur on competition and fire up American companies to do better for their products. I never got that bashing of public of, 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 of foreign companies. Oh, Sony Walkman must be a piece of shit. No, it's better it's fucking fantastic yeah that's what competition is you idiots that's what this company was founded on free enterprise look into it i'm getting damn right about commerce why i don't know anything about it hey do you think the guy who played billy ran up to phoebe cates the first day of shooting and said hey i've beaten off to you 30 times yes without question because she was in fast times at bridgemont high for those of you who didn't get that i did I know you did. I'm just explaining for the for the people in the audience who are like, wait, what's that? What's that uh, esoteric joke he's making again? Hey, Billy is the asshole who brings his dog to everywhere. You know, first work, now planes. Where else? Target. So the old woman shrew at the bank is going to steal a page out of the Wizard of Oz with the "I'll take your little dog too" rhetoric. Fuck her. Hey, you think when Judge Reinhold saw Phoebe Cates the first day shooting, he said, hey, I did jerk off to you in 20 takes. <laughs> That's a I, great I, callback. I, I pat myself in the back for that joke. I don't give a shit for those of you who are not watching on YouTube. Let me get this straight. Let's do some corporate America math because, folks, I have an MBA in this department. Judge Reinhold says he is a junior VP at the age of 23. He says he's going to have the branch manager's job at 25 and then says he's going to be a millionaire at the age of 30 doing what? As the bank president in some dumpy ass town? Doesn't work that way, Judge. You don't get to become a, a millionaire by being a branch manager or even the owner. You need to own franchises. That was not explained. I said that doesn't happen. Mm. Billy's mom is Lorraine uh, Lorraine McFly's mom in Back to the Future. Did you catch that? I caught that. That Steven Spielberg must have had a thing for her before Kate Capshaw and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom came rolling around. 
remember in the 80s how everyone wanted a gizmo and then remember when your family got one and your dog shredded it to pieces faster than george w bush shredded saudi arabian's flight records after 9 11. <laughs> one single orange caused that juicer to make a bigger mess than peter north did after holding it in for 10 days <laughs> that was from, that was for marcella hey it was good to see Corey Feldman back when his anal virginity was still intact. Oh my gosh. And coke free. Well, that's Maybe. up for that's up for, that's <laughs> up for discussion. The falling swords by the door in the Pelzer household. That is an easily repeated sight gag in every 80s sitcom if this were to become a sitcom. Nope, there go the swords again. Laugh track. <laughs> yes. Delvin, you're my age. Holy shit, those mini arcade games, those were awesome. I didn't have one. Some kid brought his mini Pac-Man version, but it was so cool seeing them play Donkey Kong, but then they didn't actually show them playing Donkey Kong. It was a flashing screen. I was more interested in watching him play that Donkey Kong mini game than anything else. I have one. You do? What do you have? I have Pac-Man. There you go. The 80s were the the true 80s version? Yes, I do. I have a whole bunch of mini arcades up, up in my house. My brother has bad dudes, but that was way after the fact. That's a good one. That game like stinks. That. I play, play it now. I loved it as a kid. Now you're like, eh. I haven't played it in years. Yeah, it's not good. So let me get this straight. These tiny, I don't know, let's call them foot-long gizmo knockoffs, whatever we're going to call them, were strong enough to get the dog <laughs> strung up in Christmas lights outside hanging. That doesn't happen. At all. I, I understand. Listen. For those, for those of you who understand that that doesn't happen, Rance, that doesn't happen are commonalities that the script, the screenwriters try and put in the in the script where it's we're supposed to buy. I can give leeway for so much stuff. I can't buy that these six whatever little monsters were able to get the dog to go outside and string them up in Christmas lights. I, I'm not buying that. Song. Also, why the dog wouldn't bite any of them? Right there, you go, or bark, or fight yeah. back. Let's get more that doesn't happens out because there are too many. Let me get this straight. A high school science teacher who got a 2.8 GPA in college can now run tests in quotes using high school lab equipment on some alien motherfucker. Apparently so. That doesn't happen. He has high school equipment. He has pipettes. He has a Bunsen burner. He's got an eyewash station. That's all we had in seventh grade science. God damn it. I have a, I have a retort to that. Please do. Mr. Wizard. But That's he it. was an actual real science teacher. This guy is a high school science teacher making 38000 at the time, not having access to high-end equipment to run a few tests. Mr. Wizard. <laughs> you can repeat that all you want to. It this doesn't mean it's right. Okay, next one. Now we witness Billy's drunk neighbor drive his tractor to the <laughs> bar. Jesus Christ. Steven Spielberg must assume that everyone was beaked up out of their tits on cocaine in the 80s if they're going to buy. <laughs> he drives a tractor to the bar. I have a couple of friends who would do that. That you, you, you need to move. Well, you're in Miami. You need yeah. to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's again, the sad we, part. <laughs> we, 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 I, 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 that doesn't happen on Collins Avenue when I was there before. Uh, I understand. We talked about it before. The, the, what happens if you're flying with a Mogwai across time zones and they have food in their belly from before, but now you're flying ahead from California to New York and it's three hours ahead? Do they turn into gremlins? 
The brain of a man who just has too many questions doesn't rest, Delvin and Marcella. Now, the Mogwais eat chicken like most of you savages eat corn on the cob. You all look like animals eating corn on the cob. Scrape it off like an adult. I don't need to see you gnawing at it like a horse. Thank you. The gremlins' cocoons look like if you did a pap smear on Khloe Kardashian. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what to respond to that. Just with the la- just with the laughter is good enough for me. Why would that sign teacher not turn on the lights? Nothing like hunting in the dark at a disadvantage when you clip the cage wires of a thing of a cocoon. Like oh, everything's gonna be okay. This guy's not gonna get me after I suck a needle in it. Oh. How in the Rosie O'Donnell fuck did that gremlin pin down the science teacher, get poison into a syringe, and then hold him down while jabbing him in the ass? Because these gremlins are super geniuses, apparently. Uh, one and a half days. Yeah, one and a half days. Does anyone have laundry chutes in their houses anymore? And have they all disappeared like Jello Pudding Pops did, unfortunately? <laughs> The stop mo as I said before, the stop motion visual effects of the gremlins walking on the street are, fl- are just flat out horrible. Oh, look at this! The gremlins somehow learn how to use a key, put it into an ignition, and drive a tractor. Was oh. this is this like this scene in the Matrix where Trinity learned how to fly a helicopter by being it uploaded into her head while being in the induced state of being in the Matrix? More more of these. And oh, look at this! They've obviously completed their uh, electrical apprenticeship because one of them learned how to hotwire that old bag's electric chair. <laughs> By the way, that is one of the funniest deaths you'll ever see in movie history. It I, is. T- I tip my cap that old lady getting shot out of the house. Did you also catch who that police deputy is? That's none other than Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. Man, a whole legend. Also in Beverly Hills Cop. Did you know that too? I, bet I you did. did. And now the Gremlins are automotive experts and graduated Jiffy Lube University as they <laughs> as they <laughs> Thank you, Marcella. And they've now learned to cut brake lines on cop cars. Genius! <laughs> All from being ejected from a cocoon not even 12 to 24 hours later. Well, apparently Gremlins don't like police. How nice of the well, never mind. I'll, I'll say that. Joke. I'll let you make. I'll let you make that joke. How nice of the cops to help that guy dressed as Santa, who had five gremlins hanging on him. Those cops should be fired post haste. Watching I'm quiet. Yeah. I, you can you, you can say that. I'm not going to say the joke. <laughs> You're my diversity friend. Friend, you should have you have carte blanche to make those jokes. Uh, watching these gremlins master trades in under seventy minutes can only be one excuse and one excuse only. Ready? They're all products of Skynet, and they, they all become self-aware. Because how else have all these guys learned how to do shit in this short time frame? There is no explanation on how the hell they've learned to do all these nefarious things i have a major problem with that if yes. they want if they all watch tv and they all watch shit like that happen on tv you got me i'm in fine but nothing no setup no exposition how it's just they become so smart so fast in two days time of living right. exactly right marcella yeah. 
The flasher gremlin at the bar was funny. I got a yes. kick out of that. The, and Delvin, you said it best. This film did not know what it was. Is it a horror film? Because this shit got beyond silly. <laughs> because any semblance of fear that people have for the gremlins has now evaporated. It is beyond goofy with all hijinks starting at the bar scene. At first, you're like, oh, these guys are can fuck you up. They'll stab you. They'll do whatever. They'll cut your brake lines. They'll jump on you. They'll gang tackle you with the Santa guy. But at the bar, they're all a bunch of drunk Irishmen. That's yes. what's going on here. The story of Phoebe Kate's dad dying in the <laughs> chimney is the most non sequitur, unnecessary piece of exposition in a lot of films I've seen. Yes. Do we care that she hates Christmas? No, we do not. And how in the double-ended dildo hell can A, a grown man, fit into a chimney and then B, also fit a bag of presents into that chimney with them? That doesn't happen. Well, he didn't fit. That's why he's dead. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even get a, maybe even a leg or two into a chimney. That's bullshit. You know what they never had on display in, in, in sporting goods stores? Pitching machines. But apparently in Gremlins, they do. You know what else they didn't have on display? Circular saw blades or guns or chainsaws. Oh, yeah. and as you said, Stripe has learned how to load and shoot guns because last I checked, sporting goods stores, they don't leave guns in cases with ammunition in the goddamn chamber. Nope. Oh, We've all seen Christmas miracle films, right? Miracle on 34th Street, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. But the real Christmas miracle is that Chinese shopkeeper who somehow tracked down Billy's family to take <laughs> Grismo back with no forwarding address, paid in cash, and here he is. Oh, I'll just take him back now. By the way, our own uh, former host of the show, Kevin Israel, I posed the question, is this a Christmas film? And his criteria are, does this take place during Christmas? Is it about Christmas? Does it cover one of the Christmas themes, goodwill toward men, etc.? The STST guys, the folks who do our fine movie artwork, says it's literally a Christmas film because it's set at Christmas. The Mogwai is a Christmas gift, and the whole film movie as a whole is about the dangers of commercialism at holidays, and it's an homage to It's a Wonderful Life by swapping suicide plot for gremlins and echoing Bedford Falls with Kingford, Kingston Falls. Do you folks find that this is a Christmas film? Yes or no? No. Ugh. I don't. I just feel like Christmas happens to be the theme, but it's not really. They don't show you Christmas Day. The father gets back and he just gives him a gift, but it wasn't like it was under the tree. I like your assessment. Delvin, how about you? It's a Christmas film as much as movies like Santa's Sleigh is a Christmas film. Or. Oh, <laughs> Garbage field horror movies like that. Yeah. Yeah. My answer is I don't give a shit. I don't care if this is a Christmas film or not. Uh, Kevin Israel says no. STSD guys say yes. I don't care. I, As I said before, I give a film as much latitude as it allows for. <clears throat> but amazingly enough, it sucks out all audience karma with the constant evolution of the gremlins capabilities and zero setup. I had such a problem and it got so goddamn hokey. Yes, I know it's a kid's film. Yes, I saw it as a kid. I don't remember being a big fan or hater of this film. I have zero desire to watch this again. It wasn't funny. It was more aggravating than anything else. Yes, I get it's a dark comedy. 
and a quasi satire. But there's name me one funny lines besides the Flasher Gremlin. Have you have, did you laugh at this film? If you have, speak now. Just at that one scene I told you about at the end. Right. That was because it was so insulting. I was like, right. I can't believe it's, it did this. Marcella, any moments that made you laugh out loud? No, the bar, seeing the bar again. I remember it as yeah. a child, but it was kind of funny as an adult watching that part. This is a bunch of, oh, that's what they're making fun of jokes. But none of these jokes, in quotes, have any stank on them. Five out of ten for me. Fails a remote test. I'm never watching this again. Mm-hmm. I, we have a four, we have a five, we have a six. So we're all pretty much on top of each other. Let's see what those queefs who love to wear elbow patches <laughs> and 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 have opinions and use word soup and really be colossal blowhards have to say about this. Critics, five star reviews. Am I boring you, Marcella? No, 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 no. It's just, <laughs> just late for me. While some of the uh, some of the lines feel a bit dated, overall the movie has aged well and it has the same fun, over the top energy that made it such a big hit in 1984. You're lying. With its unique, far-out quality, the Gremlins is best described as the evil dead for kids. You're really lying. You're full of shit. I think that's funny. I think a good comparison. (laughs) A thrilling anti-Christmas product effectively mocking other no-nonsense evil alien endeavors to become a staple of the horror comedy subgenre. No, no. <laughs> as a as a black comedy, a satirical look on consumerism, and a movie bursting with Christmas cheer, no matter the descriptor. Joe Dante's Gremlins is a classic. What you mean by black comedy? I knew that was going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> Maybe because they, they thought it was funny when the black science teacher got killed. Delvin, is that what it is? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that reflect my views? Thank you. <laughs> Critics, one-star reviews. Unlike the fabrication of the Gremlins, the rest of the movie, with its terrible first part, is clumsier. Speaking of clumsier, how is that dad, the inventor, still in business with all these goddamn garbage inventions that no one wants to buy nor work? I have a theory about that. Please do. He's not doing shit. Billy's the one supporting the whole family. His father's fucking useless. (laughs) Father's fucking useless. This is all... This is all like a like a like a Mr. What's that? What's that guy who the, the Mr. Walter Mitty? The what's that one film? The Walter Mitty. The secret, secret life, life of Walter, Walter Mitty. Mitty. Yeah, yeah it, it's like that. But he's really. I like that. I like that. I like that it, hypothesis. Yeah, it kind of makes sense because I think Judge Reinhold said it in the movie, and his mom, Billy's mom, kind of alluded to it. Like this guy's not worth shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's still spreading her legs for him. Shame on her. Yes. Spoof horror doesn't horrify, it sickens. Spoof comedy doesn't amuse, it annoys. Spoof comic horror is for the stuffed birds. I don't know what the fuck that means. Do you guys? No clue. That motherfucker's high. Yeah, I have above average intelligence, I think, and I'm just sorry, that's above my head. If I missed your metaphor, guy or girl, whatever. There's a mischievous playfulness about Gremlins, and that's its most endearing quality, but I found it grating on the early and soon turning to mean-spiritedness. Gremlins is more interested in showing off its knowledge of movie lore and making random jokes than in providing consistent entertainment. Word soup. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, lot of nothing going on there. A lot of uh, a lot of no, no jizz, just all this all veiny dick. All right, I guess I don't know who said that. Next, <laughs> Amazon five star reviews. This movie scared the bejeezers out of me as a child, and it still kind of do. Signed Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> 
How could you not like this movie? It's a classic. If you have not seen it, watch it now. Also, if you get a mogwai, do not expose it to light, especially sunlight, which will kill it. Do not let it come in contact with water. And above all, never feed it after midnight. Cool. Helpful hints for something that's never going to happen. Thank you. Yes. They're not real. This is a goddamn movie. <laughs> Fiction. Someone thinks they're going to go buy sunglasses and see zombies like they live, right? <laughs> There are more than 3,800 reviews for this film, so this will be short. I watched this with our nine-year-old because she got something called a feisty pet for Christmas. The toy- <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. Marcel, are you? Do you have a, do the kids that know that one? No. No. You laughed. I thought you knew about it. Okay. The toy reminded me of Gremlins and that she had not seen the movie. She says the movie is really good and that the feisty pet designers must have seen the movie. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't either. Despondent and absent father spends his life on the road, unsuccessful at earning a living being a salesman during a recession, who one day decides to make it up to his family by attempting to buy back their ever-dwindling love and respect by bringing home the worst Christmas present ever. This film is psychotic, and I loved every minute of it. 10 out of 10. Signed, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Amazon one-star reviews. There are stupid parts. Like, where do these little creatures manage to get little outfits to wear? One dress... <laughs> That's so funny. That's so true. One dresses up in a tiny trench coat and flashes people. One dresses in a hat and sunglasses. And one smokes cigarettes and gets drunk. They're... They were just created, and they already got wardrobes from nowhere. There are weird parts, like when Billy hangs out in his bedroom with a 10-year-old boy, Corey Feldman. The only thing that makes this a Christmas movie was that it takes place at Christmas time, and there are Christmas decorations that get destroyed. I watched this whole movie because I just had to see how it would end. No, you didn't. The 10-year-old boy part is funny. Like, why are you hanging out with Corey Feldman? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's a good point. Billy's yeah. like 20-something years old. What the fuck you have a 10-year-old for? Yeah, man. Drop off the Christmas tree, give the kid a 20, and move on. Yes. Chris Hansen should have been there. So what are you doing here? <laughs> I guess that means I'm not going to get my pizza, huh? <laughs> if you didn't love Catch a Predator, I don't have much to talk to you about. It's a fantastic <laughs> show. By lax 1980s MPAA standards, this abysmal PG icon of the coked-up 80s, I told you, comes <laughs> jam-packed with inept protagonists, racial stereotypes. Really? I think it's about the whole Asian thing. I don't know yeah, about that. In the beginning, they did the. It, it was um, Asian stereotypes in the beginning. Yeah. I don't know. I missed that. I, I, I missed it. It was a couple of. Okay. Thing. All right. It, was, it wasn't overbearing, though. I was, All right. Yeah. For an '80s movie, it wasn't overbearing. For any, I like how you give qualifiers. I missed it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. So I'll I'll defer to you too. Uh, racial stereotypes, elder abuse. That old lady deserved it. Lewd, yeah. lewd foreign monsters representing xenophobia and animal cruelty, thinly veiled as humor. I guess that's just stringing the dog up with the lights. Right. Okay. And then the woman making that comment. That was that would have been. If somebody would make a comment like that today, that's a serious charge. Yeah, but everyone still loves Wizard of Oz, so eat shit. (laughs) Yeah. I grew up with nightmares inspired by this movie, and I honestly don't see how this was passable as a kid's movie. Thanks for nothing, Spielberg. (laughs) If they didn't like that, wait till they see kids being, you know, slave miners for stones in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. (laughs) 
while my kids felt a giddy, sorry, while my kids felt a little giddy reprieve during the bar scene, what? I saw, I saw a woman struggling to appease a horde of disgusting creatures, blatantly acting out some of the most despicable of human activities. If you want to peek into what second wave feminism was so pissed off about, maybe you can include this movie in your research. Signed, so, signed Andrew Dice Clay. So it's a regular bar, essentially. That's what I was going to say. She must, she must have been a bartender in a place and says, ugh, these people are trash. Hey, Delvin Cox, did Marcella Alonzo gut the sacred cow? I kind of say yeah. If you kind of look at the scores and kind of four, five, six, CeeLo, yeah. Four, five, six, CeeLo. Oh, listen, we have a lot of white listeners. Please explain what four, five, six, CeeLo is. Go play some dice. That's yeah, dice. that's it. Hot hand the dice game, baby doll. Six hours straight of clickety clickety clack. That's a Dave yeah. Chappelle joke. Uh, I, I I say you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do better. I think this is a nice group triangular gutting. All three yes. of us dug yeah. in firmly. Uh, so well done, Marcella. I'm I'm glad you came aboard here and and got us to watch this film again. I'm mad now. I I was gonna write down notes, but then I was like. Oh, no, I'm going to look stupid if I'm writing notes. I should have done that. Well, Marcella, I had seven pages of notes today, so I feel like a dumbass all around. <laughs> I, I had like a page and a half. Yeah, it shows. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, I I'm that. kidding. I'm kidding. Marcella, tell the fine folks what you're up to and where we can find you. Uh, they can find me on my IG, Marcella Sobella, and I have a YouTube now, Marcella Alonzo's YouTube on YouTube. And uh, I have a Facebook, Marcella Sobella, and a TikTok, Marcella Sobella. So all three under the same name. She does a fantastic show on Instagram that was uh, very graciously asked to be a part of last week. Yeah. And it was so much fun. I had a blast cool. with you, and I immediately asked her to do the I'm podcast. I'm bringing it now to um, – I'm going to do in studio and bring it um, now onto YouTube. So Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. Congratulations. I had so, yeah, I had so much fun doing it. So I said immediately I, I need to have her on my podcast. Delvin Cox, my buddy, my longtime compatriot, my friend of now three years. Shit. Yeah. Talk has been for three years. Yeah. Talk to me, brother. What are you up to? What are you working on? Um, I guess you can check out the Delvin Cox experience. I guess in this month we're gonna have a Halloween special. Oh. And coming up soon, I wanna say, I'm in an audio drama called Justice League Mortal. Where I play Greenland and John Stewart. I was gonna say, I, I hope you don't say Superman because that'd be kind of interesting clashing <laughs> qualities. Or Wonder Woman, I should say too. I don't know what goes on in this day and age, but yes. I, I could see the John Stewart play. That's yes. cool. Yes, Congratulations. Cool. That's awesome. KevinGoatee.com for comedy dates, guttingthesacredcow.com for other merch and things like that, GTSC Podcast. And again, please leave a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. And please continue to tell your friends and family about how awesome this podcast is. I love having my guest co-host on. I love having my guests come on and picking films that they have the balls to come on and say, you know what? This film that we all love or made a lot of money or is critically acclaimed guess what this thing stinks having the balls to do that so thank you marcella for coming on and i appreciate you delvin cox pal you know where i ride brother on your yes. left on your left as we say facts Cook, folks we'll see you next week take care if you own a vehicle with less than two hundred thousand miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.